Three days after she went missing from Our Lady of Victory, a health nut out for his early morning jog found the body of 12-year-old Melissa Glass on Glover Road in Rock Creek Park, just off Military Road Northwest, naked, her wrists and ankles raw with rope burns from coarse restraints, her neck blackened by bruises sustained as the result of manual strangulation by powerful hands. She was propped against a tree, her legs spread as far apart as they would go, a note safety pinned to her chest just like the others. Just like the others, her hair was neatly combed in place and her eyes were scotch-taped open. Her blonde mane, which was draped across her slender shoulders, gleamed in the sunlight that pierced the leaf-filled branches above her. D.C. Homicide Detective Sergeant Winston Henderson had noticed that she had the prettiest hazel eyes in the photos of her smiling at family affairs and in school portraits but they were a grotesque, milky color now. The detective knelt and read the killer's message. Some sort of sick poem fashioned from words and letters clipped from magazines and newspapers, like a ransom note. It read exactly as the other three notes he'd seen pinned to dead girls' chests in the last month. Bushmen choose their brides from the newly born and the very young and allow Mother Nature time enough to endow their choices with enough to make them resemble women, before making them women. I am a Bushman, and I'll have you now. It was official. Melissa Glass, daughter of the ultra-rich developer Solomon Glass, was the Bushman's fourth victim that authorities knew of. Only God and the devil and this demon knew how many victims there truly were how many this monster had killed in other places around the country, using a different modus operandi, maybe. They hadn't gotten any similar M.O. hits to the D.C. murders using the FBI's Violent Crimes Apprehension Program, VICAP, database, or how many he had violated and left alive before he'd acquired the compulsion to kill. A few reporters had learned of the killer's signature and knew the poem verbatim but to their credit and the news agencies they worked for, had agreed not to publicize it to make sure kooks didn't waste investigators' time by coming forward and confessing to the murders. The compromise between the department and the news media was that they could openly refer to the killer by his nom de plume. Henderson stared at the murdered girl and shook his head. Christ, he muttered. That dirty bastard had raped and killed a bigwig's daughter now. High-profile cases don't get any higher than this. They were in deep shit now. The media was going to crucify them, and Mayor Donner and Chief Barkley were going to be all over them, like a cheap suit, until they caught this son of a bitch. And the task force didn't have anything to go on. Outside of the park... A pack of ravenous newshounds, eagerly awaiting confirmation of the identity of the latest victim, were encamped a block away on 27th Street Northwest, behind yellow crime scene tape where police officers were posted to keep them at bay. As they waited, TV and radio reporters speculated on air that the body in Rock Creek Park could in fact be that of Melissa Glass. Henderson had heard one of them on WTOP radio on his drive to the crime scene. It was only a matter of time before Mr. and Mrs. Glass showed up at the scene to find out for themselves 
and he would have to face them and give them the god-awful news. The detective saw a white van, the morgue wagon, enter the park and drive towards the crime scene. Winston looked at Melissa. He suppressed a shudder as he saw a fly saunter across the dead girl's left eyeball. Quickly, he waved away the insect with a latex-gloved hand. Discreetly, he made the sign of the cross, solemnly as he had done several times a day since the Bushman had made his horrific debut. Henderson prayed within himself to a god he no longer was sure existed.